Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. We are broadcasting from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. This is day 933 of our trek and time for our Philosophy Friday series. Each Friday, we will ponder some of the basic truths and mysteries of life and how they can impact us in creating our living legacy. As we continue on this trek called life, sometimes we have questions about life. So our Friday trek is a time where we can ask Gramps. Gramps will answer our questions that you would like to ask your dad or granddad, but for whatever reason, this is not possible. No matter how old we are, I know that all of us would like the opportunity to ask dad or Gramps questions about life in many areas. Today is the fourth episode of a new series delving into what makes each of us respond as we do to life situations. Understanding ourselves and how others may interpret life through their paradigm will allow us to interact with each other with more love and compassion. We begin with an overview of the Enneagram, specifically from a biblically-based perspective. We then looked at how the Enneagram system works. Last week, we explored a little deeper the aspects of the Enneagram and why it is such a powerful tool to understand yourself and how it can help you to understand others you interact with and impact. Today, we'll explore what is referred to as the wings, which are the numbers on either side of your predominant personality style. If you have missed any of the past three Friday series, I would recommend going back to listen to them and or read the wisdom journals. As a review, the tool is referred to as Enneagram, which is a circle of nine interconnected points, Ennea referring to nine and Gram referring to a drawing. Check out today's wisdom journal as a representation of what it looks like. I have also included in today's Wisdom Journal a copy of The Enneagram at a Glance. It was compiled by Suzanne H. Eller. If you'd like me to send you a PDF copy of it, email me your request at guthrie at wisdom-trek.com or click on the link in today's Wisdom Journal on our website. I would also recommend a recently released book called The Road Back to You, written by Ian Morgan Cron and Suzanne Stabal. It is an excellent book about an Enneagram journey to self-discovery. When I discovered the depths of the Enneagram, it opened up a new horizon of understanding myself first and also helping me to understand others better. The Enneagram is the most useful tool of this type that I've ever encountered for personal growth. Keep in mind though, it is still only a tool. It cannot replace nor usurp the precepts that are found in God's Word. So let's get to our question for today and for the next several weeks or months, and it is, Hey Gramps! Why do people act or react to situations and circumstances in life so differently? How can I gain better wisdom to understand myself and others so that I can love, serve, and minister to them on a deeper level? So what we would like to cover today is the Enneagram system, the wings, and level development. First, let's look at the wing. No one is a pure personality type. Everyone is a unique mixture of his or her basic type and usually one of the two types adjacent to them on the circumference of the Enneagram. One of the two types adjacent to your basic type is called your wing. Your basic type dominates your overall personality while your wing complements it and adds important but sometimes contradictory elements to your total personality type. Your wing is your second side of your personality and it must be taken into consideration to better understand yourself or someone else. For example, If your personality type is a 9, you will have either a 1 wing or an 8 wing, 
and your personality as a whole can be better understood by considering the traits of the nine as they are uniquely blended with the traits of either one or the eight. This is what the experts of the Enneagram have experienced over the years. They have also encountered some individuals who seem to have both wings, while others are so strongly influenced by their basic personality type, they show little of either wing. There is a disagreement among the various traditions of the Enneagram about whether an individual will have one or two wings. Strictly speaking, everyone has two wings, just by the nature of the Enneagram itself. In the restrictive sense that both of the types that are adjacent to your basic personality type are operative in your personality since each person does possess the potential of all nine types. However, this is not what is usually meant by having two wings, as some proponents of so-called two-wing theory believe that both wings operate more or less equally in everyone's personality. For example, some people believe that the nine would have roughly equal amounts of her eight and one wings. Observations of people lead me to conclude that while the two-wing theory applies to a very few individuals, most people have one dominant wing. In the vast majority of people, while the so-called second wing always remains operative to some degree, the dominant wing is far more important. For example, two with three wings are noticeably different than two with one wings. And while twos with three wings have a one wing, it is not nearly as important as their three wing. I hope you can understand that. It is therefore clear to simply refer to the type of wing as opposed to the dominant wing, since the two terms represent the same concept. There are a few individuals that do not have a strong wing at all because their primary personality type is so strong. One other observation about wings is worth mentioning. In the course of studying the Enneagram through books, workshops, or training, many people in their latter half of lives have reported the development of their so-called second wing. And this may be due to the fact that as we mature in a healthy manner, we tend to have fewer extremes in our lives. In individuals who pursue psychology or spiritual work, there appears to be more evidence of both wings are incorporated into the primary personality type. It is not clear, however, whether these students are merely seeing all the positive potentials of the nine types unfolding in them as they mature, because their second wing is one of the other seven types, or whether it's a specific development of a second wing type. It is, of course, necessary to identify your basic type before you can assess which wing that you may have. In the subsequent weeks, we will cover in detail full descriptions of your type and its wings to more closely determine your personality type. You can also consider the description of the two types adjacent to your basic type and then decide which one applies to you if either one does. Next, let's look at a slightly different angle of the Enneagram. And this is referred to as the levels of development. There is an internal structure within each personality type. The structure is a continuum of behaviors, attitude, defenses, and motivations that form nine levels of development which makes up your personality type itself. The exploration of these nine levels within the nine personality types and the working out of all these traits that comprise each type was originally begun by Don Rizzo in 1977. It was further developed by Don Rizzo and Ross Hudson in the 1990s. Their book, Personality Types, Using the Enneagram for Self-Discovery, is another really good resource, although they do not present the traits from a specifically Christian viewpoint. 
Rizzo and Hudson were the first Enneagram teachers to include consideration of the levels of development as an important factor in the treatment of the Enneagram. The levels are an important contribution not only to the Enneagram, but also to the ego psychology. And the personality types of the Enneagram cannot be adequately explained without them. The levels account for differences between people of the same type, as well as how people change for better or worse within their personality type. Because of this, it can also help therapists or counselors pinpoint what is actually going on with their clients and suggest solutions to the problems that they may be having. To get an idea of what I mean by the levels of development, check out today's Wisdom Journal for an introductory picture of what I'm referring to as the levels of development. The levels of development provide a framework for seeing how all the different traits that comprise each type fit into a large whole. They are a way of conceptualizing the underlying skeleton structure of each type. Without the levels, the types just seem to be an arbitrary collection of unrelated traits, with even contradictory behaviors and attitudes often as part of the picture. By understanding the levels for each type, one can see how all the traits are interrelated, and how healthy traits can deteriorate into average traits and possibly even into unhealthy ones. As a pioneering consciousness philosopher Ken Wilber has noted, without the levels, the Enneagram is reduced to a horizontal set of nine discrete categories. By including the levels, however, a vertical dimension is added that not only reflects the complexity of human nature, but goes far in explaining many different important elements within your personality. Further, within the levels, a dynamic element is introduced that reflects the changing nature of the personality patterns themselves. You have probably noticed that people change constantly. Sometimes they are clearer, more free, grounded, and emotionally available, while at other times they are more anxious, resistant, reactive, emotionally volatile, and less free. Understanding the levels makes it clear that when people change states within their personality, they are shifting within the spectrum of motivations, traits, and defenses that make up their personality type. To understand an individual accurately, it is necessary to perceive where a person lies within the continuum of levels of his or her type at a given time. In other words, one must assess whether a person is in a healthy, average, or unhealthy range of functioning. This is important because, for example, two people of the same personality type and wing may differ significantly if one is healthy and the other unhealthy. And this applies spiritually, in relationships, and in the business world, so understanding this distinction is crucial. Well, that's an awful lot to take in for today. And we've just begun with the continuum of levels. So next Friday, we will explore more in-depth the continuum of levels of development and how they are crucial in understanding ourselves and others more fully. And while the Enneagram is a powerful tool to help us to understand ourselves better, and also to help us to understand the perspective of others better, ultimately it should drive us to have more love and compassion both for ourselves and for others, as we are encouraged in Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from His love? Any fellowship together with the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. So join us next Friday, and we'll explore further the Enneagram on our Ask Gramps episode. 
The information that we will explore will allow you to unlock who you are as you travel on your own trek of life and then discover more about yourself and others as you impact God's kingdom. I know that you'll find these insights interesting, practical, and profitable in living your rich and satisfying life. Our next trek will be Meditation Monday, where we will help you to reflect on those most important areas of life. So encourage your friends and family to join us and then come along with us on Monday for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 932 daily treks or read their associated journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And I encourage you to subscribe to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts so that each day's truck will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, and to others generously lead with integrity and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you on Monday.